Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that is part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, aka Permanent Handle. And my name is Kayla Rose, aka Kayla Rose. Wait, hold on. You're not Alex. You're, you're not. Right. What did you? What did you do with Alex? What did Alex! I do with Alex? I Alex! can't tell you that. Alex, where are you? <laughs> you have stolen my co-host. I have. I have, and I've replaced him with an even better one. Actually, that's kind of me. Okay. <laughs> uh, when did? Okay. When does the better co-host get here? Oh, ouch. Yeah. Yeah. You walked into this door. I just closed it. I for did. You. I did walk into this door. That's my. That's completely my fault. Yeah, so Alex is out because he's, like, in the process of having a kid or whatever. Um, No excuse. No excuse. Watch a two-hour movie. Record an hour-long podcast. No excuses. With the obvious amounts of extra time that he has right now. Yeah. Um, So I brought in, you know, I guess you could say acquaintance, really. Oh, (laughs) ouch. This is just going to be roasting me for the next hour. Oh, ignore that. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently somebody just dropped a child upstairs. (laughs) Uh, It's okay. Alex makes a lot of unnecessary noise during the podcast. Um, So I think that in order to really keep the vibe of this show, I think that you need to hit a lot of the same beats that like Alex would hit during a show. So like, okay. Uh, do you want to say something like borderline misogynistic that I have to cut out later and he gets offended when I do? Um, you know, that's that's not really my vibe and I don't really know if I could come up with anything. Um, borderline, borderline misogynistic. Well, I could say um, <laughs> a quote from the movie. I have uh, plenty of those. Oh, don't <laughs> but those worry. Those aren't really borderline. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We're going to get into the movie in a second. Uh, I just wanted to uh, thank my my dear good friend Kayla Rose for. Uh, oh, hop- don't you mean your dear good friend, your acquaintance, as you called me earlier? It's hey. fine. It's not like we've been hey. friends for like three years now. It's okay. Listen, we've been through a lot of trials and tribulations together. We've um we we we've done a lot of we've been through a lot of stressful moments because of college and because what of are you life. Talking about? And because it's been a breeze. Yeah, you're you're right. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I have given you, you know, through all of through everything that we face together, I give you the title of acquaintance. You know, not many. Uh, people, yes. Not many people get that title. Most people are either like you either like host a podcast with me or you are my enemy. And then oh, okay. the only person that like falls like kind of in the middle is my brother because I'm like obligated to care about him. Uh, and also he right, lets me right. use his HBO Max when I need it. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I could see why he, he surpasses the acquaintance. That, yeah. That would make sense. Um, so buckle in, audience, because you're in for probably a lot tamer of a ride than you've had in previous weeks. Anyway, do you want to talk about the movie we watched? I would love nothing more than to talk about the movie that we watched. Okay, so this week, continuing our theme of decades, just because Alex isn't here doesn't mean, you know, we're not going to abandon the plan that we had set out. We watched 1940s Pride and Prejudice, based on the Jane Austen novel, or at least that's what the credits said. (laughs) By the same name. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so if you don't want to, we're not going to do two separate non-spoiler or spoiler section. We're just going to dive right into the spoilers. Movie came out 81 years ago, and 
we kind of have to talk about the spoilers if we're going to talk about it. So if you don't want to hear that, or if you just want to jump onto the next segment, here is the time code to do that right here. Time code 3146. All right. So Pride and Prejudice was the movie that we chose to like encapsulate. Like that, This was our movie from the 1940s that we were doing for our week on the 1940s. I'm going to read to you some other movies that we could have chosen that Alex and I could have chosen for this 1940s week. Casablanca, It's a Wonderful Life, Citizen Kane, several Alfred Hitchcock movies, Pinocchio, Fantasia. I'm going to list to you some movies that I would have rather watched during our 40s week. Casablanca, It's a Wonderful Life, (laughs) Citizen Kane, several Alfred Hitchcock movies, Pinocchio, Fantasia. I didn't like this movie. Me either, Craig. (laughs) I think I also would have watched Pinocchio or Fantasia over that. And I think I've seen Pinocchio maybe once. Wasn't really a huge fan, but you know, it's a lot better than this. Ooh, this, this trip of a movie. Okay. So we, so last week we watched um, Gone with the Wind, which is a four hour romance movie. And then we went, and then we got to this movie, which was half the length and half as engaging like i'll be honest by the end i had sped up the the youtube video that i was watching it to like 1.5 speed i even tried to go to two because <laughs> um, i was i was just kind of over it i i looked down and i still had like 30 minutes left and i had checked out maybe 20 minutes ago and i just i couldn't do it so i got through 30 minutes of content in probably about 15 minutes so If you haven't seen this movie, and if you're not familiar with the concept of Pride and Prejudice, basically it's five daughters with like focus on one or two that are trying to find rich husbands so that they can keep their estate and like kind of keep the wealth that they've been accustomed to. Like their mom is like really pushing for them to find rich husbands and like the girls just like they want rich husbands, but they also want to fall in love. So they're kind of like not willing to sacrifice one for the other. And it's just that for two hours. For two hours. So mix in like some misogyny and some, you know, jokes and and banter that aged like a piece of cheese on an Arizona sidewalk. Like I just. It's yeah. Just you know, that. some hateful language against Native Americans, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just peppered in. So just for the sake of it, I guess. I so. Know. So Gone with the Wind had a lot of racism, you know, towards African-Americans. And then this week we watched a movie that just had a bunch of misogyny. So next week I'm anticipating just a bunch of homophobia. Like we're just ticking off the problematic list. Uh, And like, and like, and like, and like gone with the wind at least redeemed itself by being a decent movie. Like I enjoyed watching this movie, this pride and prejudice was not so like i was texting you know our, our mutual friend keely i was i was texting her while i was watching it and she's like oh that one's just bad you need to watch you know the 2005 pride and prejudice or the miniseries with colin firth and i'm like i don't know if i want to i'm just not really like invested in the story at all either you know y- you want to know something funny actually so, i would love to so know something funny <laughs> we watched it um off of like a youtube link and like rented it for two dollars and so obviously there's like youtube comments beneath the videos and and while i was um watching the last like five minutes of it i was scrolling through the comments and there's this one girl who every 
every year, maybe even every six months, adds another YouTube comment with the timestamp of like where she is. Well, I guess it wouldn't be a timestamp, but like the the month and the year of which she watched it being like back again. And I kid you not, it dates back to like 2012. And the, like the most recent one, I think, was maybe from last year. And she's like, wow, I just love this movie so much. We're back again, Listen. once again, with this awesome movie. And I'm like, oh, honey. Listen, I do not dunk on anyone. I try really hard not to dunk on people for what movies they do and they do not like. You know, art is subjective. And if you like a movie, more power to you. However, if this is someone's favorite movie, I'm. Have you watched other movies? I'm I'm going to judge it just a uh, little bit. Other movies exist that do this better. That are way better. Like, I want to know what what is the primary focus of people that like Pride and Prejudice? Because the drama, because the conflict is all stooped, like it's all rooted in um, materialism, you, right? Yeah. And you just got to find a rich husband and, you know, basically mute all of your character traits that make you who you are so that a rich dude will like you. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's the whole con- <laughs> the whole conflict is like, do I marry my cousin so the estate stays in the family? Or do I marry this rich guy I actually like so it stays in my family? Um... But he's also, like, kind of mean to me. Not even kind of mean <laughs> to me. Like, he was an absolute tool. Like, I'm... <laughs> like, there's that one scene where um, where they're doing archery and he says something super degrading. Like, I'm Oh, go- I think I wrote it down. Like, I'm going to teach you how to do archery because I'm a man. And even a little lady like you can learn how to be precise with a bow and arrow. And then she shoots three bullseyes in a row. Three and then he bullseyes. And then he and then he backpedals like, I guess I should be taking lessons from the little lady. Like, I guess I learned he my says, lesson. And I'm like, OK, well, at least like he learned that he needed to shut up and he learned that he was not as good at her in general. But then exactly. And so I'm like, oh, and then like he also like right before that, like literally right before that, he helped her like escape her boring fiance. And I'm like, yeah. And so I'm like, oh, this guy like. <laughs> It could like he got of... like one tiny little point from me for that, and then yeah. that next scene happened, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And so, if you I... want the actual quote of what he said, I wrote it down. Oh, please tell me. He said, and I quote: "Even a young lady can become proficient, but only at a short range and with a light bow." Right. Go right. Suck my toe, Mister Darcy. It's it's like um, you know, a woman could be a CEO, but only if there are no other men available. Shut up. And only if it's like a company that we're already, you know, planning is going to fail. Because so, then she can just, you know, so like it'll be fine. It won't be an embarrassment. Oh my gosh, I can't deal with this movie. I have so much. <laughs> okay, so I want to. I, I want to. The, the first note that I took was at the very beginning during the opening credits because they don't do end credits; they did opening credits. Um, yeah, and they were like twenty five thousand years long. My oh, goodness. you should have seen Gone with the Wind. Oh boy. Oh yikes. Gone. I'm the, glad that I didn't actually. The, <laughs> the title Gone with the Wind was on screen for like ninety seconds. Super fun. Um Oh wow. But when they were crediting the costumes, the there was one name next to the person in charge of all the gowns. I assume that this person was in charge of all the women's gowns. Just just some person named Adrian. No last name, no Adrian? one else. 
just Adrian. Just Adrian. First name, last okay. name is just Adrian. <laughs> and just Adrian. I, I just thought that was funny. It didn't really pertain to the movie. Um, that is kind of funny, though. I like that. <laughs> also, the the fact that um, so Mr. Collins was the cousin that um uh, that our main character was like trying to not marry and. Which I don't blame her. I don't I blame like, her I either. I was very confused for a second. I thought that I had misheard it because, like, the mom introduced him as, like, the cousin. And then he's just like, oh, yes, I came here to, like, try and marry one of your daughters. And I'm like, what? Excuse me? My favorite. <laughs> you came here to what? My favorite part was when he, when Mr. Collins looks at Jane and he's like, can I marry you, Jane? And the mom is like, oh, no, we're never ex- having had a conversation with her at all. Yeah. And the mom is like, oh, no, we're expecting a proposal from someone else pretty soon. And he's like, all right, fair enough. I respect that. Turns literally just his head to the left and looks at Elizabeth and goes, what about and that's you? That's how he chooses. Wh- what about you? And I'm like, really? Just- really? Listen, I know that this I know that like this story is set further back than when the movie was even released but like come on guys let's have a little bit of civility just like a little bit i don't know i love how they're so concerned about manners but like literally nobody in this movie has any <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just, like nobody treats each other like a decent human being would treat another decent human being also oh my gosh that whole arc with what was the word like the baroness or whatever the oh, lady with the like the toity aunt. Yeah, I would. Every time she was on screen, I checked out. You know, at the end of the movie, where she says that she's disappointed in Elizabeth, I I aspire to have an old toity lady tell me that she's disappointed <laughs> in me one day. I feel like after that, I'll have made it. You know. Okay, you you keep using this word that I was thinking about when I was watching this movie, and like if you've never toity? seen, if, and if you've never seen this movie. There are a lot of stereotypes about how Pride and Prejudice is like is like super pretentious and, uh, you know, like it's classic literature, like nose to the sky kind of like art. Which it is. And it is. It fits don't get into me, don't get literally. It, it fits. No, well, that's what I'm trying to say is it fits into literally every stereotype that like it's been given over the last like 80 to 100 years. It's a bunch of girls yeah. in gowns like that are trying to be like perfect with manners and just like, I'm just like, this has been given the stereotype of being hoity toity and it's right. And it's been, it is, it is is 100% the most accurate stereotype that a movie or piece of art has been given. I walked out of that movie being like, I gained nothing from this. absolutely nothing except a deep disdain for this for this movie and uh this plot in general (laughs) that's all i gained from it yeah the most that i've gained is 30 minutes of podcast content yeah i guess if there's gonna be one upside to it i so when i started this movie i'm like oh with the 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 gown shop the dress shop scene i'm like oh Uh, yes i'm like this movie isn't really catching my attention but like I'm going to like hold out. I think I'm going to hold out my opinion before I get something like really drastic in there. And then they do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they do the ballroom dance scene. And there's that scene where Miss Elizabeth is flirting with someone. I don't remember who. I, uh, I have no clue who it is. But they do, they do that scene. And so the guy is like, 
uh, should I talk about the weather? No, the weather would be much too dangerous to talk about. You're right. So you should ask me how my stay is in this. And she's like, I will. And I, I thought that engage. I thought that that interaction was kind of cute. I'm like, they were they were hardcore flirting, and like I saw chemistry between these two characters. And that, you know, this is the first chemistry that I had seen in this movie so far, 20 minutes in. So I'm like, so I'm like, all right, all right. If it gives me more of this, then I can vibe with it. And then it doesn't. It doesn't at all. Also, isn't, I think that's the guy that ends up like disgracing the family and like running away with the sister near the end of the movie. And that's the one that like I was, has to bail out. I was, lo- uh, listen. I stopped paying attention. It, it to the might plot be. There. I'll I'll be honest. I have no clue who that man was in the beginning. So can I can I say something about that ballroom scene though? Oh, that go ahead. Might have it's, it's <laughs> um. So I don't know if you noticed or not that they had like I think it was a string quartet or something playing in the background. Yeah. And the the first violin, you know, the person who's supposed to be leading the quartet, he he starts the piece and his bow doesn't even come into contact. With the strings on his violin, not even n- not even once, and the bowing that he's doing isn't even like in line with the music, and he's not moving his hand at all. And I'm like, y'all, you didn't even try. That's something that I try. look for. That's something that I look for specifically with piano playing scenes. Like if they cover oh, some, yeah. like if they cover somebody's hand so that way they don't have to play the piano. Like I get that. I totally get that. But like if somebody isn't moving their hands. Like in a general tempo of the song that's playing, I'm like, come on, come on. Like you could come have on. tried a little bit harder. Yeah, this violin dude was doing an even worse job than the people who pretended to play the violin during the Super Bowl halftime show this year. It was <laughs> it was really bad. I, I was ashamed for them, and this happened 80 years ago. I still feel secondhand embarrassment for it. So, Mary is okay. I'm actually going to talk about Mary later. There is one character that I always enjoyed when they were on screen and it was their dad. Um, he for- said some things in, in the beginning where I was like, Oh, not a fan of it. But then I realized that I think he meant it in like an ironic kind of, yeah. So, th- way, so that's like ca- a joke. So that's kind of why I liked him. Cause he was the only character that like tried to make things fun. Because he's like, oh, then I guess I shouldn't have arranged for them to come a week ago. And I shouldn't have given them tickets to the ball. And I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. I see you, you sly dog. You little, you sly dog, you. So, like, I, I don't know. I think that he really brought good interactions when he was on screen. Like, he was the only character that I'm like, once he was the subject matter, I'm like, oh, all right, I'm in. All right, let's make sure this guy's okay. I will say that I I liked Elizabeth, too, because I like how she kind of stuck it to all of the hoity-toity dudes and, you know, Mr. Darcy, who was just a big tool the entire time. And, yeah, also, going back to her dad, kudos to her dad when her mom was, like, threatening to disown her from the family if she didn't marry her cousin. And her dad was just like, well... I guess I'll have to disown you if you do. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that was really good. I liked that a lot. Um, so the thing I was going to say about Mary is her, like, one character trait is that, you know, she sang a lot and, like, she was the musical one. She wasn't very good. Okay, but, like, her skill was inconsistent throughout the movie, which isn't to say, like, she didn't get better 
throughout the movie, but rather the first time she sang, like wasn't bad like yeah. it wasn't bad i i even wrote down in my notes i'm like dang mary's like a pretty good singer she was getting some of that like really nice like coloratura like sound and everything she was like going up and down her arpeggios her scales i'm like dang wow so when the next and so like first of all i'm like the sister was yelling at her like way too harshly and she's like do you yeah. hear her do you hear her and the father's like i have no choice but to hear her. i'm like she's not doing like she's she's not she, even doing that bad yeah like she's doing fine like i let her sing dude and then the next scene she sings she completely bombs it like oof oh yeah yikes. she's like off it's like really bad and like so, an entire like a whole step or half step a little like where she's supposed to be and it's just it's not good and and so i'm like oh was she supposed to be bad this whole time which I guess she yeah, was. Yeah, but then she comes back in like that last scene, and she's not terrible again. Yeah, and, and so like the and whole. So and, I, I just don't get it. I don't know. And the whole crowd like kind of did that like awkward shifting thing when you're at a middle school performance, and that one like twelve year old sings way higher than they think they can, and they're mm-hmm. and, and so they did that for this scene, and I'm like, are is she supposed? What's happened? I don't. And so I just felt so. So I liked Mary as a character. Like she is like generally my aesthetic, but, and so like to the fact that I was invested in this character and she was just like, she was written to fit the needs of the scene whenever she was in there. She's like, Oh crap. We forgot the fifth sister. Um, uh, Mary is bad at singing this time. She's bad at singing and she reads books and wears glasses. And those are her character. Oh my God. When her mom was like, she says something along the lines of like of like you wearing those unbecoming glasses i'm like they're glasses they're i know they're glasses leave her alone man she likes to read she can't see she has to wear glasses give her a break okay so when we rag on a movie for this long it's important to talk about the good things that happened good things there um were (laughs) There was maybe, well, there was, I, I did enjoy d- going back to the first ball scene where Elizabeth overhears like Mr. Darcy being a tool and then like he goes over and asks her to dance and she just like flat out refuses him and then says yes to the next person. That was funny. I did enjoy that. Yeah. I, I think and that might have been the only thing that I enjoyed in the movie. Also, de- there was dogs at one point, like puppies. Those yeah, cute. Uh, you mean the very obviously dolls that they were holding? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, I just... there was a really funny scene with a puppet in the beginning where they were yeah. like, literally mm-hmm. just murdering each other. I enjoyed that. That was kind of fun, but <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. I'm trying to like. What's wild to me is like obviously people didn't adapt to color cinema immediately like that's you know the first color film i think was in like 1938 1939 and Mm -hmm. so and so for a film to be released in 1940 and to not be in color like that makes sense however when one of those movies that's in color is four hours long and you can't do color for two hours i'm like guys guys come on (laughs) do better do better um overall this like i've seen better romance movies you know i like i was never on anyone's side like the only reason i wanted darcy and elizabeth to get together was because like they had like a little bit of 
<laughs> they they had like a little bit of chemistry and I didn't want her marrying her cousin. But but like yeah. Other than that, I'm just like I have no stakes in this. Like and then the only reason that I really wanted them to get together by the end of the movie was because I knew that's how it ended <laughs> and I was just waiting for the ending. Yeah, and they do that and they do that and the mom says something along the lines of like, "Oh, now two of the daughters are engaged and three of them will be soon." And I'm like, "Did I miss yeah, something?" Yeah, and that's like the end of the movie or uh, something. Uh, like, did I miss something? Like, I know I wasn't like super paying attention, but like what happened the rest of them kind of came pretty fast don't you think and here's the thing is i i went into this never having read the book never Same. having seen a movie and not knowing anything about it and i feel like even after i've watched the movie i'm still not exactly sure what happened i just want to so... know <laughs> i i need to talk i need to sit down with someone who does like this? I need to talk to Keely specifically and be like, "All right, does Keely like this movie? Does she like Pride and Prejudice? She likes Pride and Prejudice. Like she likes the 2005 movie in the Colin Firth miniseries, but okay. but she said that specifically this one was bad. Like the 1940 Pride and Prejudice is just a bad like representation of it. So I just need to sit down with her and be like, "All right, what do you see in this concept? Just like in general." Yeah, because it's just, it's not, it's not good. It's just not good. And don't get me wrong, I'm not like a big romance movie person in general. And so like, normally when I watch a romance movie, I, I don't normally like it as much as like a regular, you know, just movie that I would watch. But this one just, it even, like, <laughs> it shot so low behind. It shot so low below my expectations that even I was surprised by it. Like, I'll be honest. It's, and the, I just... it's the fact that this movie is a classic and it's a lot of, and like, <laughs> and like people look at this as a representation of film for the era. And I'm like, really? Really? R really? <laughs> it, you know, the bar is set so high for old movies because only old, because only the good old movies persevere. Right. Um, and to be like, all right, at the very least, this will be a good film. Like, even if it's not a good movie, it'll be a good film. And I can appreciate the cinematography and the work that goes into it and everything like that. And, like, there's probably some good acting performances. There weren't. I didn't. I couldn't. Yeah, I just... It, there really is not, like, a lot of redeeming qualities about this movie. Like, this movie... At all. ...will put a child to sleep. You're right, it will. And then at the end, when the bird, the random bird that just showed up, starts squawking, it will wake them up, and they'll start crying. Oh my god, and they do that stupid, stupid, oh, like, bash you over the head joke with that parrot. They're like, what does it say? Like, like on my last nerve! I'm on my nerves! Yep, yep. It, I, I'm glad that you actually brought that up because I had no clue what he said and so oh I watch it with subtitles on because uh, I do that with every movie um, yeah I normally do but then they were like off with the YouTube okay, it, yeah. it was too much yeah um, yeah and so like this parrot that's never been introduced before suddenly like makes a deep stab against the hoity ant I'm like what what like, okay. <laughs> alright cool cool I guess I like stand this parrot now I guess but like <laughs> That's it. Also, the twist. Also, I, I never really understood why they were moving in the end. Why were they moving? I think it's because... Were they so, just so, like, publicly disgraced so, that they were 
moving it, to a different town. So it's because they don't have any. Um, they, they were a cash poor family. They were only rich in land, and so when the uh, Mister Collins, who was going to inherit the estate, married someone outside of the family, they needed to move to a different town because it wasn't going to be their estate anymore. Oh, okay. At least, I thought that or he at only least, inherited it after the dad died, though. But the dad... Like, it wasn't his yet. Yeah, and so the... But the dad was in super poor health. That was something that they kept referencing. This is how was I understand... Yeah, they... Um, <laughs> I missed that. Thing. Yeah, it's all good. Um, that's at least how I understood it, anyway. Um, also, that scene, like, that plot twist at the end, where um, the aunt was only there as an ambassador for Darcy to right. see to see if and, he like, would be welcome really there. Liking Liz. Yeah, I just no thanks. No thanks. I was like, uh, like I'm all I'm all for for that like little plot twist normally, but I don't I don't know. It just didn't work because I don't like the aunt and that was very like yeah, I, not what her character would do. I, I think. think it I think it was because Darcy explained that plot twist to us if the aunt had been like if the aunt had stood up and been like all right and like kind of and if she had explained it to elizabeth it probably would have been more effective but the fact that like we we left that scene with our emotions already decided on how we feel about that interaction and then it just gets like circumvented from us i'm like okay i all right guess i can't trust you for the last seven minutes of this movie right right it was just, I don't know. I don't think it really worked. I guess why, I guess I understand why they had to do it. Um, final but thoughts. I don't know. Final thoughts? Um, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a little bit. Um, I regret spending $2 to watch it. <laughs> um, the only joy that this movie brought me was reading the comments below. Um... And also the parrot at the end. Also, I guess just it, it made me want people to deliver letters to me on like a silver platter. That happens a couple <laughs> times. That seems kind of fun. But other than that, yeah, not a fan. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat. It, it's not that I found this movie like offensively bad. It was just boring. Like th the worst part about this movie is it doesn't it's not even bad in the sense of like how midnight sky was bad because they were trying to make a safe movie and they just ended up making a bad movie this movie was just boring because i didn't care i don't think this yeah. movie did a good job like i didn't care about the subject material i didn't care about the people like it just it i don't know it was not engaging for me not my cup of tea so out of 10 i'm gonna give this a five and a half out of 10, I'm going to give this, like, a four. Okay. Straight up four. That's fair. Um, I realize that, you know, us coming for this classic movie after literally everybody that's been in this movie is dead. But, listen, you can't change art. I'll come at Mozart, too, baby. Pow, 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 pow. Oh, don't even get me started on Mozart. <laughs> I will come after Mozart, too. <laughs> don't test me. Would you like to welcome back our non-movie listeners? I would like to welcome them back. Welcome back, non-movie listeners. You missed a really great discussion about how much we dislike this movie, but I'm glad that you're back to listen to this next part. This is such a nice change of relief. This is, Because Alex, when Alex says every time, 
Well, you didn't miss much. You didn't miss much. Completely underselling our own <laughs> podcast in the podcast. And now I'm underselling Alex because he's not here to defend himself. Listen, I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to say the only person that's going to know what I'm saying is Macy. And Macy is going to have had a child by the time this episode comes out. So Macy, <laughs> so, so sh- sh- hold on. This is a message to Macy. Macy, um, if you haven't told him yet, do not. Listen, this is between this is between you and me and the other people that listen to it. If he doesn't listen to the episodes he's not on, listen, I can talk slander all I want and I cannot stop that and you cannot stop that. Anyway, let's get to the improv segment. <laughs> He doesn't listen to episodes he's not on? Well, this is the first episode he hasn't been on. So um, I just am guessing, you know, Alex as a person. And even if he does end up listening to this, he can't get mad at me. Because it's all jokes. It's all jokes. Can't get mad at me. It's all jokes. This improv segment is one that we've done in the past. Not Kayla and I have done in the past, obviously. But this one is called Two Degrees of Separation. This is a little... (laughs) um, it's a little conspiracy game. So I'm going to give you two topics and you're going to give me two topics when my turn comes around. And we are going to make conspiracy theories involving those two topics. <laughs> oh, dang. Simple, okay. simple enough? Yeah, simple enough. All right. Um, Kayla, can you tell me what the deal is with Pokemon and the housing market? All right. So let me tell you about Pokemon and the housing market. When Pokemon Go came out, people didn't really think that it was going to affect the housing market that much, right? But here's the thing, is that people were spending so much time outside of their houses, walking around, trying to get Pokemon, going to these gyms at various locations in their hometowns, on their college campuses, that nobody ever really like went back to their dorms or to their houses <laughs> again. And that means that nobody was even using houses. They were just selling them, right? So that explains so much. So the housing market is way, way, way down right now because everybody's just outside playing Pokemon Go all the time. Nobody has a need for houses anymore. They're all outside. They're pitching tents. They're finding Pokemon. Life has no meaning anymore outside of Pokemon Go. No more houses. And that's all I have. (laughs) Okay. That's all I can do. (laughs) Okay. So, So Pokemon and by extension Pokemon Go had people walking out of their house so much they just decided they didn't want them anymore they didn't want their houses anymore and so everybody sold them to be able to i don't know do you buy things in pokemon go can you buy yeah 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 they used the money (laughs) that they sold from their house to buy things in pokemon go so that they could get more pokemon and that they could buy more pokemon games because now they're so addicted to pokemon go that they need more pokemon content So so they just go out and buy more pokemon games Giant so, Pikachu plushies that they hollow out and live in as houses. So no one's building houses anymore. It's just giant Pikachu plushies. <laughs> so the company that made the, so the company that makes Pokemon, right? Did they do this? Right? Did they do this on purpose? Was it an accident? You know, like what's the, the what's thing. the connection there? That's what makes it a conspiracy, Craig. Did they do it on purpose, or was this just an honest mistake? Maybe we'll never know. And we will never know. Kayla? Exactly. What do you what do you want me to explain to you? Oh, Craig, how about how about you explain to me what's the deal with farmers markets and 
small town sandwich shops. So here's the deal. What do you go to a farmer's market for? For one of two things. You want to support a small business or you want organic food that you know has not been touched by big corporation, by big farm. (laughs) Not big pharma, big farm. (laughs) Exactly, yes, yes. So what people don't understand, though, is that the food that is um, not being touched by Big Farm is in fact being touched by Small Farm. And do you know who else touches Small Farm? Sandwich shops. So, mm. so you know, we're used to like all these big uh, chains like Jimmy John's or Subway. Like they're going to do whatever they can to make things cheap so they can mark up the price. But the thing about local sandwich shops is they all buy locally and those products are more expensive because of their local nature and so that means they have to mark up their sandwiches even higher to make the same profit that a corporate sandwich would all right all right following are you following me all right kayla? All right. I'm, are I'm you following fo- are following, you yes. are you following me kayla i'm i'm following i'm following i okay. promise okay please don't yell at me <laughs> so obviously sandwiches people aren't gonna buy sandwiches from local sandwich shops if the prices are so high so they have to get them like lower. So how do you make sandwich prices lower if you still need the same amount of profit but are spending more on your ingredients? That's right, hostage situations. So oh, wow. every time that there is a farmer's market, every shop vendor, there is an equal number of people being held hostage because those small town organizations, those small town sandwich shops, they need to negotiate their prices lower. And like, you know, that's why you never see a full family at a farmer's market together, because one of them is being held hostage. And like, okay. and and if you look at the Google Maps of all the local sandwich shops, right? Do you know what shape it forms? Do you know what shape it forms? What shape does it form, Craig? A sandwich. What sandwich you might ask? Does it really? Yeah. What sandwich you might ask? I do ask. Um... A really weird one, because one has like a short side, one is a long side, one is curved, one is a more... I honestly don't know who made the sandwich, but like... Probably nobody qualified. Which is exactly what all these local sandwich shops think. They're qualified enough to make sandwiches, when in reality, they're only qualified to hold hostages. (laughs) So, so Craig, would you say that that these small farms, do you think that they're... uh, on a on a scale of one to ten, how big of a threat are they to, to people? To us, the population, not at all. To not at all. To local sandwich shops, once they get fed up, eleven. Oh wow! Yeah. How do, how do you foresee this playing out, Craig? Do you think that do you think that anything's going to go down between are you farmers fa- markets and small you, sandwich shops anytime soon? So, um, are you familiar with the DEA? the department of eateries and associations they're going to get I... in, they're going to get involved <laughs> I, listen i just and... know i just know that the federal government will not let this stand um and in fact they will not let this fruit stand stand but um and that's all you need to know well thank you Craig for enlightening me about that. I had I had no clue that those two things were even related. You're very I welcome. Mean, I work at a small town sandwich shop, so maybe I should be more on the lookout for this kind of stuff. But listen, I know that you're like 
like I know that you're kind of close with your boss, so I'm just saying, like eyes on the back of the head. You I'm know, saying. she does seem like the kind of person to be doing some shady yeah, business. I've heard with nothing these farmers markets. I've heard nothing but good <laughs> things about her, and those are the people you need to worry about the most. Are you exactly. ready? Are you ready for our middle segment? I am. So, I am ready. So the middle I have segment. No clue what it is. The middle segment, if you do not know, is the segment that we put a little bit more work into. It has a little bit of prep time beforehand. And what I have done is I've prepared personally my favorite game on the planet. Whose tagline okay. is it anyway? Okay. So what I've done is I've gathered a bunch of movie taglines and I will give you two real movie taglines and one fake movie tagline. And you have to tell me which one is the fake one. There are this sounds really fun. There are, I'm very excited for there this. Are, there are five rounds, so you can get five points. Make sure to talk me through okay. your thought process, all right? No- Absolutely. Number one. Sh- uh, first movie is Shawshank Redemption. Prison- oh, I've seen that. Yep. Prison isn't for everyone. The next one. True. The Muppets. The 2011 one. Not familiar. They're closer than you think. <laughs> Okay, that's really scary. (laughs) Yeah, and the last one, theory of everything, his mind changed our world. Her love changed his. Okay, so I've seen two out of the three of these movies. I've seen The Shawshank Redemption, and I've seen The Theory of Everything more times than I care to admit. Um, However, I have never seen the Muppets movie. So... Okay, I'm leaning towards the Shawshank Redemption one, and here's why. It's because I feel like I've seen, I've definitely seen Theory of Everything enough times to know that that's quite possibly a quote that happens at the end of the movie, like when he's doing his little speech or whatever. Um, And so I don't think it's that one. I don't specifically remember that quote in the movie, but I don't think it's that one. I also know just from what I've seen, that the Muppets in and of themselves are a chaotic force of energy (laughs) that cannot be predicted. And so it wouldn't really surprise me if they had a quote in one of their movies that sounded so... Aggressive? Malicious. Aggressive. Yes, that's a good word. That sounded so aggressive. It wouldn't surprise me in the bit. In fact, I believe that probably Kermit said that. Um, (laughs) So... Shawshank Redemption. I just feel like that one's or no, yeah, it was from Shawshank Redemption, right? That's what you said. Yeah. So just so you know, yeah, yeah. So, I... so these taglines are things that you would see like as a button on a trailer or like at the bottom of a poster. Like these are like this is like your hook for a thesis. Like this is what you would. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So these are like at ad- like lines pe- when they used for advertising and marketing. Okay, wonderful. I'm glad you cleared that up. I was thinking that maybe it was something that was said in the movie. No, it's okay. I'm just dumb. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to say that the one from Shawshank Redemption is not the real one because I feel like that's kind of a... I feel like it, it, it would kind of play off as like a joke. Like, oh yeah, prison isn't for everybody, including this dude that was like falsely accused, you know? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it would be like a little too tongue in cheek for that movie specifically and like the vibe that it gives. All right. Are you ready? However, yeah. Yeah, I am ready. The fake tagline is Shawshank Redemption. Yes. The real tagline is fear can hold you prisoner 
Hope can set you free. Oh, yeah, I know. See, that that totally fits the vibe so much more. Okay. I'm great at this game. Well, we've done one Knock round. Knock on wood. Knocking on wood. And there are going <laughs> to be some movies I know you haven't seen, so you're going to have to take a I leap. don't know. I'm, I'm full of surprises. So, the next round. Uh, the first one is the Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man 2. Okay. And its tagline is Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Then there's so dramatic. Then there's a uh, Pacific Rim, which is you know okay. a, a movie about fighting kaiju and giant robots. And, yes. And its tagline is "Go big or go extinct." <laughs> can that be? Can that be my tagline <laughs> as like a human? And then we have Ant Man with Paul Rudd, toy size, real strength. Okay, um, so out of those movies, I've only seen Ant-Man. Yes. And I think I've seen Ant-Man one time. Three years ago. Three years. Yeah. Uh, no, it was it was closer. Well, when did Endgame come out? 2019, like two three. years ago. Okay, so yeah, it would have been a, probably about two years ago then. Okay, well, let's see here. I think that... The one from Spider-Man kind of fits. I haven't seen that movie. I haven't seen any of the movies with Tobey Maguire or Spider-Man. I've only seen the Tom Holland ones. Call me a noob. I don't care. Um, But I feel like that kind of fits. I don't know. Spider-Man seems like a very Yeah, I'm pretty sure this fits the movie sacrificial... I haven't seen. Yeah, I'm... I'm yeah. <laughs> Thank you for, <laughs> for going along with my thought process there. Exactly. I think it totally fits the movie that I haven't seen. Um... I'll be honest, I have, even after you gave me like a, like a one sentence summary of what Pacific Rim is about, I have no clue, none whatsoever. <laughs> um, and so I have nothing to base this off of, um, but that tagline is hilarious and it sounds like something that you would come up with. And so I'm going to say that that's the fake one because I think Craig just came up with it. It sounds like Craig humor. Okay. The fake tagline was from Ant-Man. <sighs> the re- What's the real one? Heroes don't get any bigger. I kind of like the toy one better. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. <laughs> if you if you go back and listen to the other times we've played this, uh, you'll notice a theme where uh, tagline. You can either like super tell when a tagline is mine, or you will wish it was my tagline. <laughs> I do wish that this was your tagline. I think that that's I, it. Just fits Ant Man's vibe a little bit more. I think. Good job, Craig. They should add you on like their their team for this kind of stuff. Hey, Disney, I know you're listening. Come on, Disney. We know you're listening to everything. If we just say Disney enough, like a lawyer will show up and that's and that can be our foot in the door. Disney, 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 Disney. It's like uh you know those old games you used to play like in elementary school where you would like say the like Bloody Mary's name. Yeah, yeah, that's the one in like the mirror. If you say Disney like three times in the mirror, one of their lawyers will show up and yeah. sue you for copyright. <laughs> <laughs> hold, hold, if, if you're rec- if you're recording a Snapchat video with Mickey Mouse ears on and Little Mermaid playing in the background, and just be jail, like, <laughs> they'll like yeah they'll geolocate you and just teleport you. Yep. All right, next. They round. don't even need to hold the trial. All right, next round. Um, this is for the movie The Hangover. Okay, which I have seen. You'll definitely feel this in the morning. Okay. 
that, sounds about right. Then uh, there's the movie Ted. Uh, the tagline okay. is Ted is coming. Okay. And then there's uh, Horrible Bosses with Jason Bateman and Charlie Day and whatnot. And this movie's tagline is, is your boss a slave driving psycho? <laughs> um, okay. Well, it might surprise you to know that I've, I've seen two out of the three of these movies. That one actually does surprise me. Yeah, it was a really long time ago and it was just because some of my friends were watching it. Um, so I haven't seen Horrible Bosses. Was that the last one? Correct. Yeah, that's the only one that I haven't seen. It's a good um, movie. You should watch it. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. If it's anything like the other two, I don't think I'll like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. I I feel like the first one from The Hangover is is probably right. That sounds like something that would it it sounds like something and i feel like i've seen that on like a movie poster for it okay also i i think i'm just going to go uh i'm i'm going to go with the tagline from horrible bosses as the fake one for the same reason that i think i did the last one because it sounds like craig humor and also the second one for Ted, I think that they they knew what they were doing with that, and you know it makes sense with the entire movie. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with horrible bosses. Locking in my answer. All right. That's the fake. The, fi- the fake tagline is from The Hangover. Oh dang! Really? Yeah. The tagline is "Have you seen this man?" Oh. Okay. Well, yeah. That's it. Craig. <laughs> yours are consistently better than the ones that are actually on the movie poster all right um okay well great maybe i'm not as good as the, at this game as i thought that i was <laughs> all right two more two more you can okay. s- you can still net positive here yes all right first one gone with the wind <laughs> okay now i just want you to i want to say this uh, ahead of time uh taglines before like the mpaa are nuts. They're wild. They're crazy. See, I thought that you were just going to stop at Gone with the Wind, and that was going to be the tagline for <laughs> Gone with the Wind, and it wasn't even going to surprise me one bit. I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense. All right. I wasn't even going to question it. So here's the tagline for Gone with the Wind. A breakthrough okay. film that follows the most important war in history. Love. Oh. Vomit. Okay, <laughs> gross. <laughs> uh, then we got Pride and Prejudice, the movie we watched this week. Okay. When pretty girls are T E A S E D men into marriage, it spells teased. In case you could, I, keep I up. yes, I, I it wasn't that for out. you. It wasn't for you. It was for the audience. Okay. So it it reads when pretty girl teased men when pretty girls teased men into marriage, and then okay. uh, the movie we are watching next week, which I also which I haven't watched yet, so I kind of um took took a shot in the dark on this one, um is for the movie some like it hot (laughs) okay okay and this tagline is the most comedy ever made the biggest comedy ever made the hottest (laughs) comedy ever made Um, (laughs) i i really hope that that's real oh my goodness i hope that that's real that's that's funny um oh crap um okay so i think the one from Pride and Prejudice is real too because it's not funny but it's trying to be just like the entire movie. Um 
and you went really quiet after I said that, so maybe that's your. Oh no 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 no! Sorry, I was I was, <laughs> I was pulling up IMDb so I could look at the tagline okay. of the of the one I made up. Um. Okay. Can you can you repeat what the one from Gone with the Wind was again? A breakthrough film that follows the most important war in history. Love. I'm going to say just because I really want the last one to be real and I'm pretty sure it's not Pride and Prejudice, I'm going to go with Gone with the Wind as the fake tagline. Gone with the Wind is the fake tagline. Yes. So Okay, what's the real one? <laughs> there are there are a few in here. Um some of them are for the reissue like when the movie got re-released, but the three of them that like are from the original release is The Most Magnificent Picture Ever and The Greatest Romance of All Time. And I'm just like At least they're humble. And I'm like guys, there were like four movies when this movie was around. Like, yeah, <laughs> bar's kind of low. There was four movies. It was this movie, okay. The Wizard of Oz, Sleeping Beauty, and um, probably like an X-rated film. Maybe like a home video or something. We said <laughs> the same like thing. That was like the fourth movie. What'd you say? I said an X-rated movie. Oh, I said a home video. Oh, Craig. <laughs> Last round. <sighs> okay. All right. Big Hero 6. From the creators of Wreck-It Ralph and Frozen. Okay. Z- Zootopia. Follow your instincts. I love that movie too. Dang. And then Ratatouille. A comedy with great taste. <laughs> oh man. Three of my favorites. Um, Okay. It's almost like I curated this for when you would it's be here. almost like, yeah. Wow. So personalized to the guests. 10 out of 10 for my time on Permanent Good. Um, okay. So the first one is just from the creators of Wreck-It Ralph and Frozen. Yep. Um, that does sound like some cheap marketing scheme that Disney would do just to get more parents to watch it with their kids. Um, okay. And then follow your instincts. And then the one for Ratatouille was, was what? A comedy with great taste. I I don't know why. I Maybe it's just because I'm like connected with Remy the Rat on a spiritual level. Um, <laughs> but I just feel... <laughs> um, um, that is my favorite Pixar movie. So if I get this wrong, I'm going to be quite embarrassed. Um, but I'm, I just have a feeling in my heart of hearts, Remy is speaking to me, that... That's the fake one. I don't think Ratatouille's is real. I think that's the fake one. I'm locking it in. The fake tagline is from Zootopia. Ah, rats. <laughs> rats. <laughs> the, real Zooto- <laughs> the real Zootopia tagline is welcome to the urban jungle. And I'm like, that one sucks. That one sucks. That one's, that's really bad. Come on, Disney. Do better. Yeah. Oh, rats, Dude, man. Um, so so we did so we did this um early a uh, few like a long a few months ago. Um I did mm-hmm. one like a bunch I did around I did three that were just D- Disney Renaissance movies and okay. <laughs> the two that stuck out. So the one for Hercules is a comedy of epic proportions and the E in epic was capitalized. 
Oh, haha. <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. This one really takes the cake for The Little Mermaid. Their tagline was, see it. S-E-A it. See, see it. it? Yeah. So, oh my gosh. So Disney is not the best at taglines. <laughs> Have not been okay. for a while. So now I just reiterate my statement from earlier where they really should hire you to do that. Because, yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> those are bad. I'm just looking for. Through... We, we didn't even touch on made by the made by the same people. Who made, yeah. Like, well, Wreck-It because Ralph and Frozen. Because I know that that was just on the IMDb page because they probably didn't have an official tagline for Wreck-It Ralph. So they just kind of like we need something for the section uh, from the creators. All right, that was Whose Tagline Is It Anyway? And now we move on to our one-hit wonder. If you're unfamiliar with our one-hit wonder, this is a segment that we do once and we never bring it back. Good or bad, it is (laughs) cast to the wind for the rest of eternity. You could say it's Gone with the Wind. I could, but I've referenced that movie too many times for an episode not about Gone with the Wind. I thought it was funny. Um... And this one hit wonder is called MCUTI, which of course stands for Marvel Cinematic Universe Theories and Introspections. Oh, yay. I'm so excited. So Kayla and I watched pretty much all of WandaVision together and the finale uh, just came out yesterday. So we're still kind of like riding our our emotions about that. We're not going to give any spoilers. So like, don't worry about that. But um, I'll give a huge spoiler. Both Wanda and Vision are in that episode. Kayla, I'm going to have to censor that. Um, I know. I'm sorry. So Kayla and I are just going to spitball our our next MCU theories. We're not going to spoil WandaVision. We're going to keep it, you know, you can still watch it. Um, okay. Theory number one. Wanda is going to be the next Iron Man. You know, I, I actually kind of agree with this. And, um, and I think that I would definitely be here for it, too, because... Excuse me, Elizabeth Olsen in yeah. the Iron Man suit? Are yeah. you kidding? Theory number Pepper two. <laughs> Theory number two. They're going to remake Infinity War and Endgame with Elizabeth Olsen playing all the characters. <laughs> and, and I would watch it. Can you imagine? I would go can, to every single, every single premiere. Can you imagine Elizabeth Olsen's face on Thanos? Like her, like her <laughs> face, like purple and like ribbed like that. Um, okay, maybe I wouldn't go and see it, because that <laughs> that sounds like the stuff of nightmares, now that I think about it. Also, I think that, it, actually, the thing that might win it over for me is um, seeing Elizabeth Olsen with Doctor Strange's, like, goatee that he has for the entire movie. <laughs> that would be funny. I feel like she'd rock it, you know? <laughs> Kayla, do you have any theories? Do I have any theories? Okay, so the new uh, series that's coming out, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it's actually not going to be about Falcon and the Winter Soldier at all. It's just going to be um, Wanda's children from WandaVision dressing up as Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and they're just going to be, like, in the backyard playing the <laughs> entire time, and it's it's not even going to be real. I actually kind of hope that that one's real, because I feel like that'd be kind of cute. Yeah. Um Here's a theory. The kid from Iron Man 3 that like helps Tony um, in Iron Man 3. Um, yeah. He's going to be the next big bad. He's actually Mephisto. Oh. Yeah. 
And and so What uh, a plot twist. Yep. Also, uh so the next big bads are gonna be Mephisto and the Silver Surfer. Um but the Silver Surfer is not like the one that we're familiar with in the comics. He actually just like uh he rides in on like an actual like Californian surfboard, says something super racist, and then just glides off. And the Avengers have to be like they they have to chase after him and be like, No, we have to we have to cancel you for that. Actually, you know who I think is going to be the next big bad in the entire MCU? Who's going to be the next big bad? Um, okay, so you know how Disney owns Marvel now, right? Uh, for the last, like, you know, 14 years? For yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that they're going to do a huge crossover where they bring back that group of... Uh, group of kids from camp rock as they like enter into <laughs> camp star and they're doing that like one like clapping thing where they're like camp rock do, 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 camp rock you know i think that they're going to be the next big bads in the entire mcu i would um, pay money to watch the avengers kill every single one of those people <laughs> um if anybody wants to make like an edit of that scene from like any okay. game where you uh, know, Kayla, I think like, kind Ka- of hold on, Thanos. Kayla. Kayla, I think someone. Yeah. Did, I think I literally saw that today. Did you really? I with gen- the Camp Rock people. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see. I, I didn't can... even. <laughs> I I really hope that that's real. If it's real, please send it to me like right now because I need to see that. Also, to the person who made that edit, I promise I'm not trying to rip you off. I legitimately have not seen that. Yeah, I'll find it after we're done recording, and then I'll send it to you. Okay, great. Um, next theory. You know, I really like what you're doing with like the whole like Disney concept. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that the next movie, I, I, I think the next person that's going to enter the Avengers, Woody. I think Woody's going to be an Avenger. I would he have like a cool superhero name, or would he just be like Woody? He would. He would be Woody. Just be Woody. He, yeah. What else is that there to would call be his him? Name. Um, our favorite deputy. I don't think that would really flow well across <laughs> team communications. All right, we've got the War Machine, we've got the Scarlet Witch, we've got the Winter Soldier, <laughs> and we've got our favorite our deputy. Our favorite deputy. Um, I don't know. I like it. I think it. I think it fits. Um. So, um, ever, like so ever since Captain Marvel, um. You know, the scrolls have been scattered throughout the MCU, like we saw them in uh, Spider-Man and whatnot. And so it's kind of just mm-hmm. a question of, like, we never know who's real and who's a scroll at this point. And honestly... That's true. I think Cinderella's a scroll. That that would make sense. I could, I could see why you think that, you know, because there's no other way, because obviously fairy godmothers aren't real. There's no other way that she could change her appearance that drastically, that yeah, quickly. Yeah, Unless Godmo- she was a scrawl. <laughs> fairy godmothers aren't real, but Sorcerer Supremes but are. are. Oh yeah, Sorcerer <laughs> Supremes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Kay- Kayla, give me that one last big home run theory that is just going to have all the forums talking until, until Spider-Man comes out. Hmm. Um. All of Endgame and Infinity War was fake. It was just like what happened in Teen Beach movie. They were just in, like you know, transported into the movie. None of it actually happened. Everyone's still alive, and um, yeah, that that's the big thing. All right, you heard it here first. Check back in like fourteen years when all of our theories have finally been proven true. You know, because they ran out of content. <laughs> yeah. No, listen, 
No one cares about the X-Men. You know, everybody's like, oh, we want the X-Men in the MC. No, no, we want Woody. And that's it. <laughs> we want Woody and we want the next big bad to be the group from Camp Rock. Yeah. Um, that was our one hit wonder. MCUTI. Thank you very much for listening. Um, Kayla, do you have anything that you want to plug? Go watch um, Western Michigan University's Choir for Good. Uh, it's posted on their Facebook page and also our YouTube channel. It's really great. There's a lot of awesome nonprofits that we promote. Um, there's music for everybody. There's stuff from the Baroque period, early music, uh, contemporary music, all things along that nature. Um, um, is, also, it, is, is, is my boy Bartok going to be there? Bartok is not. He didn't really then write many. what's the many- point? choral pieces in fact i don't think bartok wrote any choral pieces um uh this is listen i need justice for my main man bartok um see me after school (laughs) okay we'll do yeah we'll throw hands over bartok it's fine um i don't really know if there's anything else that i want to plug uh keep listening to permanent good it's yeah, a great podcast. Yeah, people that are already listening. People that are already listening. Tell your friends. Tell them to listen to Permanent Good as well. Also, um, no, that's all I got, I guess. I, I found it. think of something funny to say. I found it. That Endgame Camp Rock thing was uploaded 15 hours ago. Was it really? <laughs> what are the odds? All right. Uh, thank Dang. you very much for listening. Uh, the movie we are watching next week is Some Like It Hot, starring Marilyn Monroe. Ma- 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 Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Um, Marilyn Monroe. I don't know why, but when you said Marilyn Monroe, my mind was like, oh, Meryl Streep. I love her. <laughs> but no. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. My name is Kayla Rose, a.k.a. Kayla Rose. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. I will see you next week. And I won't. Bye. Bye.